You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future, a weekly podcast that brings the humanities to today's food dialogue by showcasing everyday people trying to make a difference. This show is part of the series Our World, featuring stories from agri-food leaders who spend their lives contributing to a brighter future for humanity. Today, we're speaking with Max Hansgen, president of the National Farmers Union, Ontario, about the United Nations decade of family farming. Welcome, Max. Thanks for having me on the show, Peggy. It's a pleasure to have you here. Max, how did the National Farmers Union get started? The National Farmers Union was formed in 1969 through a merger of the Saskatchewan Farmers Union, the Ontario Farmers Union, the Farmers Unions of British Columbia, and the Farmers Union of Alberta, allowing farmers to directly join a national farm organization that could advocate policies at the federal level. In addition to the provincial unions, farmers from the maritime provinces who were not organized into farmers unions at the time also became part of the NFU structure. While drafting the NFU constitution, it was decided that the organization would have a women's president and a youth president position to ensure more balanced representation and leadership development. The NFU is the only Canadian farm organization incorporated by an act of parliament. In 1993, the Farm Registration and Funding for Farm Organizations Act to provide a secure and stable funding mechanism for general farm organizations was passed. The legislation was implemented in 1994, and in 2002, Leaders in Ontario, which is Region 3 of the NFU, applied for and achieved accreditation under the Farm Registration and Funding for Farm Organizations Act. The National Farmers Union Ontario was born. Wow, so long and deep roots, 1969, you said, and uh, from the very early days, a women's role in leadership and a youth role, that's quite something. What's the mission of the National Farmers Union, Max? So the NFUO is a grassroots, democratic, accredited farm organization representing thousands of sustainable farms in Ontario and has advocated for farmers across Ontario since 1969. Members work together to achieve agricultural policies that ensure dignity and income security for farmers while protecting and enhancing rural environments for present and future generations. Our mission is to develop and advance economic, social, environmental, health and wellness policies for farmers through collective actions that promote food sovereignty, sustainability and local agricultural systems. Great mission. I particularly I appreciated it all, but the piece uh, about dignity um, in the way of life. And, uh, you know, we can hear victim and villain narratives uh, when we talk about agriculture. But the fact of the matter is families are on farms trying to make sure that we have an amazing food supply well into the future. So great to have you here. And thanks for sharing your mission with us. I see on the National Farmers Union website that members as young as 14 years old, and you had mentioned youth positions already, have full voting rights. Why the age of 14? and why in voting rights. The National Farmers Union believes that the future of family farming depends on all members of the farm family having a voice in the direction of the organization. By 14, most farm kids already have an active role on the farm, and we believe that to encourage transitioning, it is important for the next generation to feel involved in the decisions that will affect their future as a farmer. 
I believe in that. I grew up on a farm. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think 14, well, you're just starting high school and, you know, what career and, you know, what university and all of that stuff. And while farm kids are making those decisions too, they have been part of the way of life for a really long time. They understand the economic pressures. They understand changes in government and what that means for the future of their farm. And they've also seen um, a number of cycles uh, of various things going on in the broader environment. So really, really setting the direction for their future future from a very young age. That's very admirable. How does the National Farmers Union build strong communities? We've talked a little bit about the families, but extending out into the rural life and the quality love life and that strong communities, how do you build those? Agriculture is one of the biggest economic engines. Focusing on policies that protect family farms helps create an economy that keeps money circulating locally instead of disappearing into corporate coffers. Through the work of our 21 locals across the province, we keep local communities connected to the farmers that feed them, provide support for community projects, and ensure that local issues become recognized across our provincial and national organization. I think that's really important. You know, the more people understand, the more information they have, the more they have a face to the issue. It's one thing to talk about uh, social issues and they're kind of nameless and faceless and, and who is it that we really are referencing anyways. But when you put a face on it, the people in the community, as you say, that are feeding the cities or um, providing the food for the local areas and beyond, it's very hard to not um, want to support the people that you now know that are in the communities and the farmers who are doing what they do every single day. So getting um, better policy through strong communities by knowing farmers, I think that's a very helpful strategy and obviously that it's worked. And I've seen a bit of a shift in the overall viewpoint recently on the family farmer. And it is something that I believe this nation wants to safeguard. And we're starting to see families become aware farmers have the same issues that they do. And high overhead, high interest rates, uh, cost of ownership of property, very, very challenging. So on the point of advocating for sound policy, what does sound policy look like to you as a farmer, Max, or really from the National Farmers Union in Ontario perspective? Well, I've selected three policy issues that people may be familiar with. So throughout the 1990s, the NFU in Ontario pushed the Ontario Milk Marketing Board to take a strong stance against recombinant bovine growth hormone. We led rallies and published a report revealing the procedural and data gaps in the approval process for Monsanto's genetically modified bovine growth hormone. And in 1999, after a 10-year struggle, the NFU and its allies won. The federal government agreed to keep recombinant bovine growth hormone out of Canadian milk. The NFUO's action against neonicotinoids was crucial to the Ontario government's decision to restrict the use of this insecticidal seed treatment. The NFUO was the only farm organization in Ontario to support a moratorium on neonicotinoid use. And most recently, on July 19th, the Canadian Grain Commission published amendments to regulations that would impose export grade standards on wheat delivered to country elevators. On July 26th, the National Farmers Union and the Wheat Growers Association co-authored a letter to Minister of Agriculture Lawrence McCauley asking him to stop those damaging regulatory changes. 
The letter underscored that the new rule will have a massive and long-term negative impact on prairie wheat farmers' incomes. On July 28th, the Canadian Grain Commission announced in a news release that in response to stakeholder concerns, Canadian Grain Commission is repealing the alignment of primary and export tolerances for test weight and total foreign materials for all grades of the following classes of wheat. NFU former president Terry Bohm commented, this is a tremendous success for farmers. It demonstrates the importance of organized policy advocacy that puts farmers' interests first. So real action. It's not just coming together to share stories, to weather the storm together. It's real action. And when you mentioned those three policy initiatives that were, um, it brought change, not just for farmers, but for consumers, because those are things Mm -hmm. that are consumer worries as well. So this policy is trying to contribute to a brighter future long-term for not just Ontario, but Canadian farms. And one of the things that the National Farmers Union in Canada, but also Ontario, um, is concerned about is sustainable farms. And we often think about the environment when we talk about sustainability, whether it's farming or elsewhere, but it is more than that. We need to keep farms going. What are some of the priority areas right now to ensure family farms well into the future? So in April 2020, NFUO embarked on a farm labor project to study agricultural labor issues on small and mid-sized farms. The NFUO study offered a different perspective to the farm labor debate. In 2021, we released the report reframing the farm labor crisis in Ontario. So since 2020, we've been working with landless farmers, current NFU farmers, and local partners to offer land access support to new, young, and BIPOC farmers seeking land for their agricultural businesses. Over the past year, we've been actively advocating against the policy changes implemented by the provincial government that have eroded sound regional and municipal land use planning, have stripped lands from the green belt, including the Duffins Rouge Agricultural Preserve, and are threatening the loss of prime farmland and specialty crop areas. The NFUO was responsible for founding and organizing the Collaborative Regional Alliance for Farmer Training Program in Eastern Ontario. Through this program, we worked with experienced farmers and new or aspiring farmers to build capacity and train new farmers. Although Kraft is no longer operating, the past two years we have partnered with the Ecological Farmers Association of Ontario and the Ignatius Jesuit Centre on the new farmer training program. And on a national level, the National Farmers Union Save Our Seed campaign aims to influence the Canadian federal government to adopt a truly farmer-friendly seed law that balances the interests of the public, farmers, and plant breeders in a manner accepted by the Canadian public. The NFU calls for a new seed act that recognizes the inherent rights of farmers to save, reuse, select, exchange, and sell their seeds. Nationally and provincially, we now also have a BIPOC caucus and a farm worker membership category to ensure that the needs of our future farmers are being met. You know, when you were speaking, Max, I was thinking about um, democracy and and what it really is, the right of individuals to have ownership income, to be able to define a way of life and the means to pursue it, and how the National Farmers Union and the National Farmers Union of Ontario are doing just that. Incredibly rewarding work with very meaningful social outcomes. I'm wondering, Max, what is one of your most rewarding experiences in helping family farmers? 
Well, I spoke about our uh, <laughs> struggles with the Ontario government, and we recently joined forces with the other organizations and a number of commodity groups in the province to reverse the decision to open up farmland for multiple land severances under the proposed provincial planning statement. Having this reversed will hopefully slow the accelerating increase in farmland prices by making farmland less attractive to developers, which will allow current and new farmers the opportunity to continue farming in Ontario. Wow, that's quite a contribution. Thank you very, very much, Max. After the break, we'll discuss the United Nations Decade of Family Farming with Max Hansgen, President of the National Farmers Union Ontario. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. You're listening to Food for the Future. We're speaking about family farms with Max Hansgen from National Farmers Union, Ontario. Max, this show is part of the Our World series, and the United Nations has implemented a decade of family farming from 2019 to 2028. As a farmer, what does this initiative mean to you? Any initiative that helps educate the public about the importance of family farms will help protect our food sovereignty, and I think that's a great thing. Family farms are an integral part of our food system that create local jobs, keep our supply chain short and stable, and help ensure the future of high-quality food being available to as many people as possible. Right. And knowledge holders, the wisdom of the unique qualities of the land, of the um, environment, of what has grown there, of the practices, the craft of farming, not just the oral traditions, but the know-how that is out there that can't be found in a textbook. It's incredibly important to have the United Nations Decade of Family Farming. So on the Decade of Family Farming website, it says that one of the goals of this decade is to shed new light on what it means to be a family farmer. What will people find out? Well, people will learn about what regions and policies are most in need of support for protecting food sovereignty. People will learn statistics that may surprise them, such as family farms provide more than 80% of the world's food. Family farms account for more than 70% of the world's farmland, and 90% of all farms are run by an individual or a family that depends largely or solely on family labor. Family farming offers a unique opportunity to ensure food security, improve livelihoods, better manage natural resources, protect the environment, and achieve sustainable development, particularly in rural areas. Incredible aims, and let's hope to keep it that way. You mentioned statistics of 80% of um, farms are owned by families. We want to keep it that way. This is across the world. This show, we try to bring the humanities, which includes leadership, to today's food dialogue. Max, how does leadership relate to investing in rural people, which is needed as part of the United Nations Decade for Family Farming? Well, with most of our population living in urban settlement areas, more than ever, rural people need leaders to advocate on their behalf. Leaders that understand the social, environmental, and economic importance of rural communities and landscapes, advocate for policies that protect our farmland and natural heritage spaces, create an economic environment that ensure the financial viability of farming, 
sustainable resource extraction, and the ability for everyone to enjoy our beautiful natural spaces that are stewarded by the rural people who live in and around them. So an investment in rural people is an investment in all of our futures. This show's called Food for the Future. And what can we do right now, Max, to help family farmers build a brighter way forward together? Support your local farmers. Go to your <laughs> local farmer's market. The food will be better, fresher, and cheaper than the grocery store, and will keep the money circulating in your community. When you do shop at the grocery store, have country, and better yet, province of origin be a determining factor in what you buy. Support craft shows and local stores that carry textiles made as locally as possible. Many of our livestock producers depend on the revenue from selling their wool and hides to meet their needed profit margins. So close to home, supporting close to home, building those strong communities, which you mentioned before the break. Good, good advice. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with listeners today, Max? The more control the farmers have over our food system, the more fresh, high quality, affordable food will be available for everyone while keeping the money in our local communities. The more that we allow corporate and development interests to control our food system, the more expensive, the lower the quality, and the more vulnerable to supply dis chain disruptions our food will become. Buy local. Buy local. That's the takeaway. And support your local farmers. Thank you, Max, to you and to all our Canadian farmers. I'm, I'm really comforted to know that you're there. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me, Peggy. It's been our pleasure. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Max Hansgen, President of the National Farmers Union Ontario, about the United Nations Decade of Family Farming. Each week, to keep agri-food leadership growing together, we leave you and your family or friends with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? How could you support family farmers in your area? Something to do? Search the National Farmers Union website, also the United Nations Decade of Family Farmers campaign, to learn more about the ways local farmers demonstrate leadership worldwide for global encouragement. Next week on the show, we return to the monthly series, Food for Thought. We'll hear big ideas about nutrition and food system literacy in public education. Don't miss a show. Subscribe on Curious Cast and other major podcast platforms. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, and you've been listening to the weekly podcast, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts.